You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, what's up, people? We're doing it. Full oh, we back. house on a Wednesday. Yo. Yes. Hump day. Uh, I know why. We got Sherrod <laughs> in Charlotte. Um, you know, he loves it. The students Sherrod, are on spring break. So he's playground over there in Charlotte, man. Sherrod's doing spring breakdown in Charlotte. <laughs> hey, where's uh, where's Charlotte on the on the list on the top five Sherrod list? You know? Like, One, dude, probably it's, it's up there. It's, it's top five. It's, it's, top, yeah, it's five. top three. I don't know whether it's two, Ooh. one, two, or three, but it's top wow. three. Wow. I, I love Charlotte. Well, the, the coolest thing about Charlotte, and this is completely selfish, media-driven, uh, like, but there's a hotel that's literally across the street from the arena. And when I say across the street, I can mm. throw a spiral and hit the building from it's the in front a good of the location. hotel. It's in a it's very a good perfect location. location. And I love the food, and I that love the happens. team, and I love the fact that the Celtics come down and get a, get a nice win. Yeah. Everybody, Fair enough. We like that. And I got to um, hang out with Terry Rozier, which was which is always awesome. That's a bonus. Yeah. That's what's up. Although he had uh, too bad he had a, yeah, too bad he had an off shooting. I mean, uh, off night there. He did. How did it do? I forgot to check, Jimmy. You know what? He played uh, eleven minutes. He not, had five not, points. I know. And I know. They were I plus know. five when he was on the floor. Yeah. This was, I, I so suck it, John. This was Jimmy's. Impact. Jimmy was this looking was, for forty, but I was, I was hoping for forty. You got to play. Oh, oh, coach John has to put jokes. you on the floor to, to get forty. John got jokes. I mean, so. No, the pregame over under was set at forty. I just wasn't sure if he hit it or not. Did he? Jimmy? He didn't hit. He didn't oh, I hit wish I, 40, I wish I knew that. Would... He didn't get the opportunity. It's not. <laughs> the, you know. You know what? They could have used him out there because they lost. This by was. I, I, this was Jimmy's redemption tour, and he was going to put us all in the apology cam all night if it went off. He wanted it bad. Didn't get it. It is what it is. When he checked yeah, he in the second, I was like, "Here we go. This is about Jimmy to happen." Jimmy would have settled for twenty. He would have been talking. He would have mounted yeah, off. Twenty. I would have. Twenty would have if been. IT dropped twenty. Status. Yeah. Twenty. Would oh, have anything. Yeah. Status. Anyway, we'll get to it. A um, couple interesting things to me, you know, and, and and we'll get into the, you know, a lot of it. Um, you know, the two most remarkable things, obviously, Tatum is kind of doing that thing again. So oh. now. The conversation changes when he plays like that. We'll obviously spend a lot of time on Tatum. The other one is like, look back earlier in the year when they're playing a, a team like Charlotte, you know, win, lose, whatever it is, you're going toe to toe and you're looking at them. And we're legitimately having conversations like Charlotte might be better than Boston. Like they might be below the said that. Huh? We all did. You, oh. yeah, everyone did. Literally, all of us. Charlotte was better yeah. than Boston early in the year. Of course, yes, we were looking at them and saying that team's when got Vol- a lot of talent. Oh, I right now, off, I wasn't sure they, they had, had like Boston. Four, they had well, like they were. The, the way they were playing early in the season, that yeah, was I guess not that Hayward. big a stretch. Right. When you look they at were, the, when they had Gordon Hayward, they had lots of 
I mean, they're, they're still one of the most athletic teams. Sure. And they can I'm score in bunches. And they can yeah. score in bunches. They, very, but very again, they're a front-running type team where they've got to knock down some shots in order to win. When they have to play from behind, which the Celtics were able to put them in that hole, right. they're not very good. So the the reason I pointed out is early in the year you're looking at them and you're like you're like they're ahead of you you know like early in the year Charlotte looked like they were ahead after tonight like this felt like one of those games where it's like your annoying little brother sort of game like you you, you let your guard down a little Charlotte hangs around they go on a run and then they're like you know what I'm done with this game boom put your foot on the gas gone see you later massive separation between the two teams felt like the outcome was never in doubt. That wasn't the case with a, with a team like Charlotte early in the year. And right now, that's what this game felt like, which is kind of like, hey, we've been eh, mediocre and kind of flat for a little bit. Should we just do it now? And yeah, let's do it. Boom, gone. Game over. Not yeah. just Tatum, who went bananas. The defensive intensity, they started doing that thing in the fourth quarter where it looked like there were seven of them out there. And Charlotte yeah. was like, what do we do? Suffocated I mean, them. But, yeah. even, bef- but even before that, though, right? Before yeah. that, I thought, I mean, Jalen Brown had about a two-minute stretch where he was the best player on the floor where he scored five in a row. And then Charlotte was just kind of like, oh, shit, we're in trouble now. And then from there on... <laughs> Everyone else kind of got it going. You you had obviously Tatum in the fourth quarter was he was the king of the fourth uh, in this game in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. There was nothing that they could do with him. Sixteen of his forty four came in the fourth, and even before that he was having a pretty good game. And and that's to me that's where he's at now. This it's might like, be the dumbest guy on the chat. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Uh-oh. What did I miss? I'm not doing. It. I'm just like I'm literally making a point about how early in the season when Charlotte was better, we were looking at them better. Oh, he just, the kid and now, was talking about the records. And now we're talking about how much better the Celtics are. And he's like, "You're so dumb. Look at their records." Like Jesus, yeah. dude. Anyway, go ahead, Sharon. We kind of that's kind of what we are that's doing. Kind of what we're why. talking about. Yeah, that's keep the whole thing. Anyway, anyway, go ahead, Sharon. It's okay. We'll, we'll 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 get him on the bigger bus at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. He hit sent too early on that message. He's still. Doing it, yeah. he's still doing it anyway. Go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should just put it up, just post it. That doesn't matter anyway. Lots go ahead. They, yeah, go uh, ahead. Well, the, the point is that they are at a point now, and Tatum specifically, yeah. where he can be listen, not just the best player on his team. We're talking, I mean, I'm not even sure top five Tatum is giving Tatum enough credit for what he's been able to do and the way he's able to turn it on and how easy. He's making this look. I mean, he he has always had that potential in him to make the game look a lot easier than it is. But lately, he's not only doing that, but he's doing it against athletic teams, superstar teams, superstar players. There is no one who's not catching the smackdown from Tatum now. He is taking no prisoners. Everyone is getting some. I like what and that was not the case earlier this year. I love what the offense is doing as a whole, and it's passing driven. This was a at, at times isolation game from Tatum, but overall the ball was flying around from the opening minutes. Smart's great for first quarter. Uh, White was solid off the bench throughout, and the amount of assists that were piling up throughout this game was remarkable. And they're the assist, yeah. they're in that the range of like they're in that range of like top three to five teams right now and i'm waiting for the stats update off this game of where they are since the deadline but they've been right up there with anyone in that top five of assist teams since the deadline look at the white edition is helping the ball movement overall but smart's been a big part of that all year i like that's great and it's yeah, Tatum and brown too you know active brown had a lot of assists in this one you know Tatum still getting the ball popping and this offense like they've been as good as any offense in the league for a month now 
You know what was good? Yeah. Especially yeah, what was really good is uh, in that third when they started to stagnate and shut, you know, whatever, they were like, it's not working. And it's actually started with Smart. Smart was like, forget it. I'm going I'm going strong. And he actually did it all yep. night. He passed up shots to go. But he forced a shot. He got blocked. It was whatever. But it was like a tone-setting drive. And then Jalen went to the basket three straight trips. And all of a sudden, they were just going at him, going at Because remember the last time they played Charlotte? Was it those back-to-back games, Charlotte-Portland, where you have Plumlee and you got Nurkic? You have no center presence at all. And they settled for about 53s per game in each of those games. And we're yeah. like, dude. And that was just a really frustrating period where you're like, attack. They finally, yeah. in this game, they were like, wait a second. What are we doing here? And they just attacked. They just yeah, went right at them. Yeah. And yeah, it seemed and like well. they were, and it seemed it, it took them a minute to figure out that's what they needed to do. Yeah. Because remember, they missed like their first eight or nine threes. And you're thinking, like, damn, please don't let them think that this is how they're gonna win this damn game. So good to see them get back and track and get their focus and fire and do what they need to do, which is attack the rim. Sherrod, did the bus just drop off? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I have no idea. I, it was like just me, myself, and my Another way. Where are you doing this call from? <laughs> Shreds at the bar across the street. back at the hotel. Obviously, I found the hottest spot in the building. Obviously, yeah. that is, that's yeah. great. That yeah. great behind you is great right there. They must be serving post-game drinks. <laughs> no, I couldn't say. No, because um, if, yeah. if they were, you would see one. There would be one right here, or one right here. So right. no, that's not yeah. happening. No, I was, I was gonna say, you know, to what um to what John was saying about the the, the suffocating defense. You know, I, I thought offensively it just made things easier for them. And yeah, to your point, you know, it was sort of like they looked looked at each other and was like, wait a minute, we can just go on a run right here. That's exactly what they did in that fourth yeah, quarter. What are we you know, doing? Defense, like the defense, the, the not only the suffocating defense and everyone doing their part, but how about the block shots from you know, was it Robert Williams? Tatum himself. Tatum blocked one of the fans. Man, there was there was. So, yeah, it was someone's birthday. It's got to be. Were you just birthday. testing it? Were you just testing it just to see? That like was it wasn't insane. just no. That was not planned. That that's, that that was that hilarious. Just, like like listen, oh, this isn't just behind you. This isn't just great timing for these yeah. defensive stops. But well, that was. But this is also just them just mastering this defense at this point, right? And this is exactly what you want to see. It, the same way Tatum is just going at everyone you know on the offensive end defensively the Celtics are like look it doesn't matter who we're up against bring it we're going to give you that same suffocating defense that's exactly what we've seen you know the, the past what month now you're so right Josue the defense turning in the offense I didn't believe Ime Ime said about a month and a half ago that oh once we turn stops in the offense turn up the pace we'll be a top 10 offense and I said no way the lack of shooting here the stagnancy they play with I didn't see this team ever be in a top 10 offense. And well, not only are they top 10. email all year. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> no, that's the one thing. That is the one thing. He didn't call for him to get fired, though. He didn't call for He didn't go. He didn't no, go. no, no, Bobby. No, I've we've, been the biggest email supporter from day I've one. I've been right there, but, buddy. There's no right. The nobody on this show. Nobody in this show has has bashed email the way other no have. but the chat the, the chat, chat is the blame the, for the, email the chat dash, yeah the fans had, had a quick email with some interesting comments okay. pregame by the way um i just i did that was the one thing i didn't believe him on that they would just turn the stops in the offense and they'd be top 10 well they're top like two now i mean i never ever imagined this john you've been tough on the offense all year you didn't think they had the shooting all these different things the ball handling they don't. the passing they and don't but the difference was done 
They don't. The difference was a choice. They finally decided right. to buy in, start moving the ball. Of course, defense turns to offense. That's going to happen. Right. That's great. When their offense was crap, the other team's defense turned to offense against them, and that was hurting them. Right. But but that's the thing now. They've matched one is the deepest so offense. Well, the other is the buy-in, the, the whip the ball yeah. around. There's three ingredients. The defense turned to offense, buying in to pass the ball around, and Tatum friggin' turning into a, a mutant. You know, yeah. th- those three things right. are what they needed what they needed to happen. And yeah, when that's going great, but you're seeing on the offensive end though, everyone is, is contributing, you know, and, and in my opinion, that's a, te- that's a testament to not only everyone buying into the defense, but also knowing that we're going to get, we're going to get, you know, we're paid on the other end because of how well the continuity has been right now. That's why I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, so shocked that he made decided to go with this, with the, with the shorter rotation and that he wasn't going so deep into his bench. Well, one, he doesn't really have those weapons. Let's be honest here. But two and two, we're at the point where, you know the the, the quote unquote babysitting is done. You know, you guys like the you know the Romeo Langfords and no the, more the Romeo Smiths. You know the, those guys they're, they're 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 out of the picture right now. And guys like Derek White, new faces that can that uh, adapt quickly and have been able to 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 push the same exact thing on both ends of the floor. They're they're getting their opportunity now. It's exactly how everything has come together. We uh... and I I, I, get, I gotta give Brad Stevens some credit for this because he recognize that I'm not going to do to email what Danny did to me. And that's giving a bunch of kids to right. and, and, and have us develop. And telling them to deal with it. So Brad right. gets and the Brad, credit for email. I don't agree well, with that. Credit for giving e- I'm just he kidding. Gives, he, he's giving email <laughs> the tools to be successful. When you have, you no, can't, you're well, not going to win in this league with young guys. You're just not going to do that. And he's not. Hold on, young guys hold on real quick. Mission. If, if we're Bobby, spend... before you jump in, hold on. J- Jimmy's Jimmy's had trying to get a thought out a couple of times. Well, so no, I mean, I, no, keep going now. I'm not, oh, I want to try get around to a little it. bit. You I'll get, get around to it. it. Yeah. All right, I mean, I'm just gonna say that, this to what you're right, You're right, John. Thank you for noticing that I haven't gotten. Yeah. I'm trying to make started. sure I'm. Pa- you know, we need a distributor here. We need someone to share the ball. <laughs> you gotta, Marcus Smart. Sometimes Marcus is the out of it. That's on me. That's on me. I'm trying to not cut you guys off from now on. I'm just gonna cut you guys off so I get a word. But John's stacking up nine assists like Marcus and that. Here's the thing about Brad. I've seen Brad get a Schroeder from, from from more more often than yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, that's true. Here's the thing about Brad and in relation to Ime, and there's a lot to talk about with Ime. I think today he didn't give Ime the best hand out of the gate. You know, he had to deal with the Schroeder Pritchard thing all year, which I think was tough. He got nailed for the Schroeder smart combination, which was really the only option he had to go to early in the season. And when it he wasn't to get as both bad as the numbers. Minutes. It wasn't it was as ugly. bad as people say. It was just when it was ugly, people reacted with like overreacted when nuclear criticizing yeah. it. And then when it was fine, everyone said nothing. But the actual numbers at the end of the day, when those guys were on the court, Schro- Schroeder and Smart were in two of the top four four man offensive lineups uh, in terms of net rating on the team and offensively, too. It wasn't nearly as ugly as people said. There were just moments in time late. Closing when, they played, games, when he yeah. played them both off the ball and Tatum had the ball and you were creating a lineup that didn't have spacing or shooting. So it was how they were deployed more than when they played. When they played quarters one through three, they weren't as bad as all that. I think well, that that's was, something there, that we went we went way overboard with as well. I think there was something complicated there too. And we even talked about with double big in terms of like who had promises for what minutes and what was Schroeder's stated goal coming into the year. Because obviously it was a weird situation him coming in on that smaller deal i just don't know what the whole ins and outs that were but back to the point 
I don't think Brad gave Ime the best hand out of the gate. And it piled up on Ime with criticism just in terms of who he was putting out there. He had to deal with the whole Ennis thing, too, where Ennis was on the bench to start the season for, you know, a month and a half there. And then Ennis starts talking about, like, all the, you know, political views and everything. And then all of a sudden the minutes start funneling toward Ennis. And I think Brad put Ime in a tough spot early on that he cleaned up, to his credit, with a great trade. Oh, yeah. It could have so, been a lot worse. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that, Bobby, because he gave him guys that could actually play. It was when emails to figure out how to play those guys. That's something that that Brad he didn't have that luxury. He had a bunch of young guys who didn't know how to play. Yeah, and he just had to make the that's most of that. We so have to point this out. Difference. You have to yeah. point out all of this began before Derek White. Okay, it's not all of it began when Smart came back from injury, was afraid he was going to get traded, started playing like the best version of Marcus Smart. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown also started distributing the ball better. The entire complexion of the way that they were operating changed. The defensive intensity ratcheted up to 12, and they were playing great. Then you brought in White, who was an easy plug-and-play because he was a guy who was already one who would share the ball, and he wasn't a selfish player, and he plays defense too, and it fit. But the thing happened before Brad did anything for Ime. Most of what Brad has done is the best he could do, given their kind of limited cap, um, situation, trying to maneuver and, you know, build a roster without trying to fly over the tax and trying to preserve whatever it was, you know, that they had going on at the time. But I, I don't think Brad did this for Ime by any, by any means. Jimmy. No, I think Ime worked, navigated through. You're, no, you're really not going to let him. I, no, I, I, I just want to, I just want to close the book on this. All right. Right. I, I just think Ime was in a tough spot early on with the roster he was handed in terms of what he wanted to do. Now, did he formulate what he wanted to do as time went on? Certainly. Like the Rob component that, you know, we've been talking about for a month now didn't come into play until very recently. So I think Ime did develop on the job a little bit. But at the same time, Ime did have a plan coming in, right? That he just didn't have the best guys to be able to execute. Well, the weird thing is he seemed to kind of like Schroeder. It's kind of the same guys. It's kind of the same guys. Really yeah, what you're trying to consolidated. say. Really, Honestly, what you're Bobby, saying I, is, yeah, he I, I consolidated the roster, the roster, and then Brad consolidated. Really, yeah. what you're saying is, he had Schroeder, and he and basically what you're saying is, he had Schroeder and had to play him because he didn't have anyone else. Ennis, then he, did, they then he didn't Ennis have Schroeder. That's basically what you're saying. Yeah. Ennis too. The, Ennis I know Tyson's so much better. At one yeah. Point. Oh, yeah, he's have... great on Sunday. He was solid tonight. I thought. Yeah, get Grant in here. Is he there, Sherrod? Bring him on the show. Sherrod probably it. will. Sherrod probably will. Sherrod will um, get him on. I'll I'll, I'll close the the email convo with. No, he's, gonna, he's, he's talking to people right now, and I'm not going to disturb Grant while he's talking to people, even though I'm going to disturb Grant while he's talking. Kinda, uh, yeah. Sherrod found himself. Can you in the, show in us, the, Grant? That's great. He's my buddy. Yeah, I recognize that. I'd find himself with the Grant Williams family reunion room. He had no idea. Well, yeah, no wonder it was so damn loud. You got the whole Williams clan. Yeah, dude, yeah. It's like a studio audience. You know, this is like a sitcom. It's like 15 Grant Williams's. Why don't we laugh track? Why don't we I'm Man, loving this. I'm just it. loving this. Why don't we pause the show and start streaming this? What's going it's on? A, it's a laugh it's track. Streaming. We should, yeah. Because only I can hear you right now. <laughs> and I don't, yeah. don't want to hear you. AirPod was a good, was a good call, Sherrod. Yeah. But, um, All right, J- Jimmy has a point. Jimmy has a point. We haven't got Jimmy's point. Yeah, let me make my point. Let me make yeah. my point. I want to close... Point, yeah. 
Thanks to Matt Damon. We don't have time for him tonight. Right. I can't even, yeah. I can't even hear myself think anyways at this point. There we go, Jimmy. Let's go. Give it up. No pressure. No pressure. All I'll say about the email thing is I, where I think email really, and this somebody had quoted this earlier, but where I think you really got this team is the mental aspect of them, pulling it out of them, what they already had. And he didn't get that at the beginning of the year because some of these guys were stuck in their ways. Some of these guys were still used to Brad's way of coaching or weren't ready to be told something that they didn't want to hear. And once they started to, once they started to really buy in and believe that, you know, maybe what Ime is saying actually may work. And maybe they were, you know, a little bit more um, um, receptive of his tough love. Now you're starting to see them in the court. That's what I would say about Ime. That wasn't originally what I want to talk about, but. I mean, you guys can respond to that if if you disagree with well, that at all. No, I I agree with you, Jimmy. What do you guys think? I think it was it's all about buy-in. It was a they wanted the yeah, tough love, absolutely. Then they absolutely. got the tough love, and then they were like, I don't know if I love this. Right? People have been telling they me I've been, people have been telling me I'm great my whole life. Ime was talked about this prior to the game. This was really interesting, where he gave that speech uh, the in his uh, in his pregame press conference that he told them they're meant you're mentally weak. Sorry, guys, but you are. And they were. They were losing yeah. games You're left mentally and right. Weak. Like, and so yeah. that's what's funny is like when we Remember, come on we the show and we that would criticize them for, when we would criticize them for that, people would be like, you guys are ridiculous. Their coach right. thought so. Like, right. you know, like he was telling them that. It just took a while for them to finally, you know, you got to you gotta experience a little failure. I think after two plus years of Jalen and Jason or a year and a half of like, man, our way is we 500 right now and, and it's not working. Like we do have to do something, you know, it does. You have to kind of check yourself we a little bit. This. So the buy-in took time. And, and I love that he said that pregame, what Jimmy was alluding to there, you made before the game, a reporter, I think it was the Charlotte side or national. Someone came in and asked like, what changed after that Knicks collapse? Cause that's where this 22 and tw- yeah. eight, uh, 22 and six streak began. And uh, you know, he said that, we kind of got tired of losing. The team got tired of losing, but he also pointed himself and said, you know, I challenged their mental toughness and some people didn't like it. We of course saw many on Twitter and in the media and fans especially hated the fact that he was ripping this team week in and week out, but we were talking about it. The numbers were fine. And he said this too, but in the fourth quarters, they categorically melted down when anything would go against them, whether it was a little run, an injury, some bad calls, they would just melt into a puddle. And it was all about mental toughness. It was all about fortitude. And I don't know what the pushback was from the fan base. Even now, like they got better at it. Credit to them, credit to him. But that was their biggest issue to start the year was just mental toughness. And there really was a pushback against him saying that at the time because it looked like he didn't have a solution. We ended up seeing that he did, you know, schematically there. People were just saying that he's just blaming the players and not blaming himself and not doesn't actually have, like, ideas. He just wants to criticize the players and, and take the blame off, the hate off himself, which isn't true. What he was trying to do was get these guys to grow up a little bit. That's pretty much what it was, and it worked. And they're now playing up to, I think, what a lot of people thought their potential was, or actually, to be honest, exceeding Beyond what it. their potential was. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right. Well, it was to yeah. find out yeah. who could who could stick around, who could adapt. You know, I think that's really right. what it was. It was a test. And you well, look at the roster, Bobby. I don't, I don't know if that was the worst roster you could really put together when you consider what what Brad did during the off season. I mean, that trade for Al Horford. Some people thought maybe he jumped the gun there. Maybe he could have waited a little bit. But that was the move he wanted to make. And 
look what's happening right now with Al. You know, I I think it's been a it's been a blessing what he's been doing after you know the All Star break. He sort of found his groove here. But I mean, that's just one part of it. You know, you look at what the what the second unit has been, and it hasn't been great. Hasn't been strong. So what did Brad do? He implemented. Or he went and traded for you know Derek White, shortened the bench a bit, but make sure to to keep guys that that are buying into the system and that are giving you are being productive. You know, outside of Aaron Eastman, I guess. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get started. And it's not just basketball. Okay, Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage. It's the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. <laughs> wow. Who just went down? I know, little, I know. Little, but you know, shot at Neesmith, but even before that. Jimmy, you know, he wasn't you know, really cutting it. Let's face it. You're right. You're right. I want to switch gears now, if I may. Go Wait, ahead. Can I ask, can I ask one question? Before no, you switch no. The gears? you just no, asked no, the question. On the, email, on the email point, this I'm just curious, you guys, I'm curious your thought, just to put a bow on email, because I put do think he gets it. a lot of credit, is, uh, you know, I know people came around on email, meaning he got some criticism early in the year. Um, and we didn't think it was necessarily justified. And now everyone's like, oh, it's better. In like 30 years, minutes into Brad, Brad Stevens, 10 years, everyone was calling him boy genius and saying he was coach of the year. Um, and like the one of the, already a top five coach after his first season in the NBA, I still don't think he may yeah. gets anywhere near their respect right now. He doesn't. Yeah, no, he especially especially when you look at especially when you look at what he's been able to do compared to other first year coaches. I'm gonna shut up right now. <laughs> <laughs> Great, yo! How funny would it be a great turn around? He does. We're all like jumping at the answer right now. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Jimmy, go ahead. You were about Grant to, Williams, were about to answer. Because yeah, and ahead, I do want to move on to your topic too. Brad Brad Stevens coming from you know uh, a program and uh, where he went to the national championship twice and, and, you know, had all this had, you know, he was like the coach that everyone who thought they knew more about basketball than you did thought that he was going to be a great coach. So you got a lot of that from the writers and the reporters and fans like that. Ime coming from being an assistant coach for, for a long amount, you know, long stretch of years, relatively unknown. Um, I think there's a little bit more hesitation just because he didn't have that hype kind of coming around him. So people didn't even know is. who he was. Jimmy, did they? Exactly. Yeah. They, they didn't. People wanted Chauncey Billups, myself included. People wanted like a name that they recognized. So that had to do with it. I think, it's nerve wracking but... bringing in a guy who with no experience. By the way, right. Joe Sway's Wi-Fi is like those free Zoom accounts that are like 20 minutes at a time and then they just <laughs> expire. Right. It he literally just blinks out. That Brockton Wi Fi, which I think transforms a Walmart Wi Fi, which the Brockton Wi Fi, I think he's got a, it's like quarters in a payphone. I think he has to literally, feed, he's got to feed the meter to get the Wi Fi. You did actually going. nothing. My, my guest on uh, Dome Theory last week from Memphis, it was like every 10 minutes if anyone watched that. So you, uh, Joe Sway is better than Yo, that. Joe Sway did a bunch of quarters, dude. John's, John's been saving that shit for a week, that damn joke. Get a bunch oh, of I don't know what the last week, the last week, 
Whether whether I'm here or whether I'm at the garden, it just keeps resetting on me, man. I yeah, you've been resetting. All right. It's like a reset. No, John, John just refresh. confirmed Jimmy, he has Jimmy, not Jimmy, paid for Zoom. It's a refresh. I'm, I'm dying to hear what Jimmy's. Okay, Jimmy, I is, want your this point. Isn't, this, isn't a, this isn't a hot topic. We we got to get to Jason Tatum. I, mean, I thought we were going to do a little bit more on him off Jimmy, the top. you don't I mean, like have-tos. This is just where the conversation went. No, but we have we have to because <laughs> this was one of those games. Well, you know he's going to drop 45 on Friday. This, so Tatum's can, the new Jalen. So who's the brownie winner this week? Who's the brownie winner tonight? <laughs> this is, was is a, it Tatum? Is Tatum the brownie winner tonight? It's Tatum. It's Tatum by a landslide. This was Tatum the, gets the brownie. Jason Tatum's is coming to town game. That's what tonight was. And what I mean by that is – Jason Tatum is becoming a player that opposing fans circle on the calendar. I want to go to that game because I want to see Jason Tatum play. That's what it felt like tonight watching this game, the way he was playing out there, the way he was shooting that fourth quarter, the way the opposing fans were reacting to his swagger that he had. This was a swagger game for Tatum. These are the types of games that kind of vault him into that top 10 argument that we've kind of had over the last week here um, because of his performances. People want to watch this kid play now. I mean, and I, I can't really blame him because some of the shots he was hitting tonight – were the shots that you you know you, you go to see Harden hit, you go to see Steph Curry hit, you go to see Luca, and I'm not comparing him to those players, but it's that level of of play right now. And I mean, I think if you were at that game tonight in Charlotte, you're walking out of there thinking one thing: Jason Tatum is a is a bad man, He's a very bad. Man. It was similar. It was similar to what we saw last night with Kyrie. They were very, very similar. I know. Like I Grant Williams is a bad man too. Let's not forget Grant Williams. Grant Williams had a game too. Sharad, it says Sharad could just chime in on our commentary with reaction of whatever's happening in the room with just cheers and boos and whatever at any point in time. Literally. It's just a laugh track button. It's incredible. Like a little laugh track. Yeah. Yeah. So, so good. We did have this conversation earlier and actually thought uh, one of our viewers threw John and I in a Twitter thread and had made a good point about the force he's playing with. And I saw um, D'Amico pointed out that this was the most dunks Tatum had in a game in years. There is a certain so, level of strength that he's trying to play with. Remember early in the year, maybe it was even in the last year, the bulk that he's put on, we were talking about how the shot that might be affecting that, but he's not really playing with the force. That you would think right, a guy who still, put on extra still weight doing did. the cutesy stuff around the yeah. rim. It's yeah. almost the avoid contact stuff. Instead yeah, now of go, he's and go up strong stuff, he'd always try to – it's so many scoops and finger rolls yeah. that were kind of weak, you know? He's and starting to carry guys with him yeah. into the rim now and just pummeling through, like, three bodies on that big finish against Brooklyn. Uh, he's a strength player. There's a lot of Durant talk around him. We've been having it for years, but – He's like more of a power, power forward when you see the way he plays and just batters guys in the lane and draws free throws and all these different things. Whereas Durant's, like you just said, John, the kind of scoop, finesse, and of course, shot-making kind of player. That's the difference between them now that you're starting to see uh, veer off at the fork plus, in the road. Plus the regression to the mean on the three-pointer and those step-backs and those contested shots that are yeah. a necessary part of his arsenal because they're so, one, it makes him legitimately indefensible, but two, they're just back-breaking, demoralizing shots. So when he goes on that little run in the three and, and he's just got the sidestep, that sidestep three was stupid. And then he just comes yeah. down the next time. And he just drops another one, you know, and then he hits another like Larry Bird against the Atlanta Hawks going for 60 sort of three. That was you know, right, the, right there on the bench. Yeah, you're right, right there on the bench area. You know, one of those dumb ones. And it's like, no, forget that's about Paul it. Pierce that was like, right there. 
Yeah. That was nuts. That was, you know, that that's that's what I mean. The, it was like that's where we're like, okay, pre-pandemic. This is, this is what peers. we're getting. I mean, pre-pandemic Tatum, Tatum insane. Yeah. Right before, yeah. same thing, same thing, John, same thing. He, yeah. he was doing this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he yeah. was going bananas <laughs> during that he stretch was. where you're like, if he, he, had, he had a look, he had a look in his eyes like he knew every shot was going down. Like he 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 had a scowl almost pretty much. Almost like, like he was like, I'm done with this game. You know, yeah. like give He's me. Like I don't I don't belong in the court. I don't belong in the yeah. court with these. Go these away. Moves. We're going to end this now. Yeah, pigeons away from me right now. It was dominating again. And also before that, before the run that he went on to get him to 40, whatever he ended up with, 44, uh, when he was just cruising at 26, 28, it was effortless. It was like that breezy 20-something. You know, those guys yeah. – you know, there's so many games where you're like, oh man, what's where's Tatum at right now? Like he's not he'd be eight points well, entering the, the fourth, twelve that's points. Been the knock on him, yeah. Right. And then this one was like he just amassed them easily and effortlessly. And you look up and he's like th- almost at 30 after three. You know, it was just it was easy. Uh, I, I mean, get him when I want yeah. him, you know. We're talking about you know what else like, stretch of games of historic, historic point yeah. scoring. I mean, they're talking about in the broadcast, he's you know tying McHale or he's right at the same point as Baird basically was after four games. So, I mean, this is, this guy's couldn't be more on fire. Literally could not be more on fire. He would be burning if he was. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Scorching. That's right. How's that I, for think, a hot I, I think Bobby ran off to do a post-game Zoom. So, uh, let's check in on Sherrod Blakely. What's going on back there, Sherrod? No, Grant's still there. Well, Grant's still there. Uh, as you can see, we still have a very lively event going on here. Back to you, John. <laughs> can we get a stand-up over there, Sherrod? Sherrod, just straight start... 90s bit right yeah. there, like, Matt TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a Matt TV skit. <laughs> just do, like, the Love Actually thing and just write little postcards of, you know, you know big, uh, you know, uh, what, yeah, what you want takes, us to say here? Write your takes right. down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy man, Shira, wow! Oh, I picked the wrong room. He he picked. He went to a room that was like nobody was there. He's like, oh, this is this is gonna be good. I'll, I'll get away yeah. from the writers. Nope. Picked the Grant Williams. Five minutes family later, Grant, Grant. Yeah, you guys want to go in here? Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> he wants to tell you us that both teams played hard. <laughs> <laughs> there was no one in this room when I when I entered. No one. <laughs> now not so much no all good. we're getting we're, the good part is the bad part is we don't have Sherrod for the beginning of the show the good part is grant williams gonna end up coming on this show which is gonna be fun yeah, yeah. we can say wait can we're we gonna say make that we, happen somehow we're gonna make that we say because right now we got grant right here he's, oh, looking, he's, looking, at over. he's looking at us we got Grant on the he's show. Talk, talk Get on it. the oh, show. We got we got Grant on the show. Grant Williams is on Grant the show. Grant Williams, everybody, officially Grant What's Williams going is on, on the show. Big, big win, big win tonight. Grant, Grant, good performance tonight. What's going on? In, uh, what's going on over there in Charlotte, man? I'm over here just chatting right now. You know, sorry, I'm I'm kind of distracted. Right no, now, no, not right. at all. Hey, hey, question, good, question. Funny. What, what's gotten into you guys lately? Uh, trust and camaraderie. We're having fun. Okay. You guys good? It's all about. Yeah, we love sorry. it. One minute. All right. Thanks for joining, okay, Grant. Appreciate you, Grant. <laughs> oh, back to you, John, in the studio. There you go. Good job, Sherrod. That's good stuff. I liked it. What yeah, did he say? Job. Something Jimmy, in, Jimmy something in camaraderie? Sherrod, Sherrod twisted up so he could hear us. So that was good. That was that yeah. was a better move by Sherrod. What did what did he say? What did he say? Something in camaraderie? He said something camaraderie and that they're having fun. That and having fun. 
I can't hear Sherrod right now, but uh, Bo- how pissed is Bobby going to be that he missed his Grant Williams moment? <laughs> Sherrod, we can't hear you. Just, teamwork. You can hear me now? Yeah, camaraderie and teamwork? Yes. Camaraderie and teamwork and fun. See that, kids? It's all about having fun. Yeah. He's the best, man. He's the best. <laughs> there you go. Back to you, John, in the studio. <laughs> For real. But- Bobby, you know, Jimmy talked to Grant. Bobby Bobby won't ever believe it until he watches it back. He's going to think we're messing with him. Yeah. Someone wrote, just don't don't let him hear the broadcast from earlier in the year. (laughs) No, last season. Last season. Or last season. This year has been pretty favorable. Yeah, this season has been fun. Yeah. We're having fun, too. They're having fun. We're having fun. He's earned it, man. I mean, you look at the, the growth in his game. I mean, shit, he deserves to, you know, have puff his chest out a little bit. You know, at, at this point, I mean, he's probably going to get a couple most improved votes at the end of the day. I don't think he'll win, but he'll get a couple votes. At least you, gotta, you got a vote, Sherrod? I don't. They haven't. They haven't decided who's voting this year. I doubt if I have a vote this year, which is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, if you did, then we can expect at least one vote for Grant Williams. No, you can't. Don't assume. Oh. Okay, okay. I went to the absolute. La- I, I went to the absolute last minute to do that stuff. So, if I had to vote today, if I had like a top five, yeah, he'd be in my top five. Yeah, top. Five, but if I have yeah. to pick like two or three, I don't know if he's gonna be top two or three. Okay. Top well, don't, five. Don't don't say that too loud. He's right, behind, literally right behind you. He's like he's like just messing. He's, it, he's gotten closer. Don't they have a yeah, Boston yeah. pitch? It's not. I have no idea what they have or what they don't have. I just know that Bobby missed it. That's all I know. So that's all Bobby that. missed the moment. That's great. For- Someone goes, just tuning in. What the F is going on? Yeah, Shiraz is getting into like a family Grant. picture right now. <laughs> Shiraz just photobombed it. Shiraz like, yo, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> Got him. No. That's good work. I can't take my eyes off it. It's so funny. There's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a freaking party. I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, Jimmy, you can keep it going on the Tatum stuff. Like, again. No, I said my I, piece, really. I mean, I, I just well, think that this is it. We're, we're seeing it. We're seeing the, the, the leap right in front of our eyes. This is a game where, again, you, you circle your calendar. And, you know, when every time Char- Tatum comes back to Charlotte, I can guarantee you all the fans in this game are, are going to remember that performance. I I certainly remember as a fan watching the opposing players just like break break my heart and or like impress the hell out of me at the same time. So I'm sure there are a lot of fans tonight that felt, felt the same way about Tatum. Right. And you know what, too? He's starting to get those calls, you know, the, the ones that the 50-50 calls. He's getting the benefit of the doubt now. I think that's significant, obviously, for someone like Tatum who's Wait, what's known – Notorious for I'll be right ball. back. I gotta take care of my guy Grant for a second. I'll be oh, right. oh, you gotta take a picture. Thanks, Sherrod. He's gotta he's gotta take a picture. He's about to get that exclusive. I see you, Sherrod. Sherrod better go selfie mode. He's about to we're get a one on one. We're going full screen on Sherrod. All right, let's see what we got. Oh, this guy, this guy. Going right on, here. yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We love dude. it. Yeah, we'll get this guy. Hey, that's the new Bobby, everybody. That's Bobby. Uh, right. That's Bobby now. The first guy you talk to, Sherrod, gets to be Bobby for the rest of the year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they know their hoops down there. Yeah. 
Those guys know their hoops. What were you signing autographs, Gerard? What was going on? Yeah, he's doing he's doing autographs. No, what were you doing? Were you signing autographs too? I was giving I was giving him a sharpie because I keep multiple sharpies uh, in my bag. Oh, there you go. You, oh, that's I, nice. Good I, this, is a, this is and a true even, story. And I even had a, an, a, 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 a I have a green sharpie that I keep for special occasions. I need so I need to, I need to say this right now. I was go ahead. Uh, this is this is a few years back when I was me and Sherrod were were covering the Celtics. Uh, at the same time, and I, I watched Sherrod. I watched Sherrod. I watched a fan go up to Sherrod, and he signed the fan's basketball with a sharp. Like, like he was a bat. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, dude, you just ruined that kid's basketball. If he had the other signatures on that basketball, you just ruined that kid's basketball, man. Yeah. Hey, Bobby's back. Hey, Bobby. Bobby, Bobby I'm on the show. Bobby, you missed, you missed nothing, dude. You missed nothing. Yeah, Greg just called any, you any, off, bro. You missed it. No Grant appearance yet, has there? No, Grant came on the oh, show. There was. He came no on the way. show. Yes, yes uh, way. Yes way. Sorry, buddy. Yes way. That's brutal. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, the poor kid's going to cry. <laughs> Real quick, I want to take a minute. I, I love take a minute. Grant. Talk about one of our sponsors here, Coda. Um, oh, boy. Yes, Jimmy. Yeah. It's all Coda. about the Coda. It's all about Coda. Coda.io. Huh? Coda.io. It's a project management tool, you know, for teams, obviously something you would use here in a professional setting. So if you run your own business or run your own office or are a project manager, this is ideal for you. It is free. You can go sign up right now. So guys, do us a favor. If this is the type of thing you might be interested in, go check it out. Okay. Teams working all across the country. Best to spread out your documents and spreadsheets, stack of workflow tools, have you jump in and out all day. So you need Coda, which helps organize things. It's customizable, it's connected, templates for anything and everything, Project product roadmaps, remote onboarding, trackers, yep. meeting notes, literally just, it's all there. It's a, it's, a, it's a one-stop shopping sort of tool to kind of organize and sync up everything that it is that you need to run your business or your office. So go check it out coda.io that's coda.io slash garden get started for free just go check it out right now you can get started about coda this thing about coda is you don't even need a job you don't you you actually don't even need to have a job it would help hey hey, hey. who gave you jimmy's lines john who gave you but for real though right now everyone's working remotely and you're not in the same offices and it's a lot harder to sort of communicate with each other and get on the same page literally and figuratively that's what code is going to do for you. It's going to get you all on the same page. You can work off the same spreadsheets, graphs, documents, puts it all in one place for you. And you don't have to be going back and forth on email or all this other crap. That's just wasting your time. So check out Coda. It kind of feels like the Celtics are on the same page right now too. I don't know if they're using Coda. Maybe they oh, are. Maybe they are. Segways. There's a little tie in there. There's a little tie in Well, there. what I do want to say to people is look again, we, you know, we, just when it comes to our sponsors, any love at all is great. So, guys, just check. Just I, sign I up. It's free, damn it. It's free. Just check it out. If it's something that you think might be interesting to you at all, just do us a favor. Go in and check it out. Uh, it, it really is. Uh, it, it really is a quality product, and it is free, and it does help organize a lot of stuff. And I tell you, as a person who you know, we have a small business ourselves. It, Stuff can get out of hand, man. You know, there's we've got emails flying around, spreadsheets, documents, this and that. You're always trying to figure out the centralized location. Coda.io, go check it out. Coda.io slash garden. Uh, check it out for free. I, I, I'm beyond joking about uh, the Wi-Fi at this point. It's yeah, it's, it's, um, it's you can just sad, track actually. my you can just track my expressions per show, and every time <laughs> it happens, I'm like, oh. But anyway, yeah. Uh, 
Yo, I Bob's having to... the same issues, bro. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He ain't going. There's, there's no pressure right now. What, peeps Wi-Fi. Um, so I did want to talk about. I figured Bobby would want to be part of this conversation where we're talking about Tatum. Um, and um, we love lists, right? Everyone yes. loves lists. Of course. We um, so. Um, one thing that came out today, we've been debating this. Is Tatum playing like a top 10 player right now? And I think, yes, at this moment, you might say he's playing like a top three player. That's not necessarily debatable. Uh, Ringer came out with its rankings. Whatever. It's a list. It's just a list. But it's always interesting to see what other people think of things. Um, <clears throat> Tatum was ranked 12th on the Ringer's list. Jalen Brown, 25th. Ahead of quite a few players you w- might be able to make an argument for considering Jalen's missed some time and has had right. up and down at some points, but mm-hmm. still a pretty solid ranking for Jalen coming in at 25 Tatum at 12. People might argue guys ahead of him, uh, Butler and John Morant, who is inside the top 10. Maybe you want to, Oh, wow. Did that happen? But uh, immediately people start debating. We were having this conversation beforehand. Where is Tatum? And Jimmy and I tend to believe the body of work over the course of a season probably has him in that 10 to 15 range, which is where he's been knocking on that door. But it's all about the yeah. consistency where if he does anything, and again, you're not talking about 54 and 44 points in back-to-back games doing it the rest of your life, but anyone near the consistency he's been playing with on both ends of the court and being able to work as a playmaker over the last six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is, that guy's a top 10 player and possibly yeah. even higher. It's not even close, but it's just interesting kind of looking at it. I'm not sure if you guys looked at it or had your own thoughts there. And I know, again, Bobby thinks he's higher and I get it, but, you know, I wanted to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I just think, I think when, you, when you talk about... Yeah, go ahead, Joe. No, I was just going to say, because uh, as you can see, it's quieted down in here a little bit. Um, <laughs> with, with those lists, typically when you are anywhere between like 7 and 15, it's a crapshoot. Uh, all those guys, a lot of those guys are interchangeable. I mean, Tatum, I, I could absolutely see him being like seven for eighth. Easily. I could see him being fourth, 13, 14, 15. I could easily see that. Just depends on what metrics you're using to judge him by. Are you using how he's playing now in this moment? Because if you're doing that, then he's probably top 10. If Wait, you're looking at the season as a whole, higher than top he's 10. probably 10. Well, I would go so far as to say top five. He's top uh, five. I at this moment, at this, but, right in this moment, yeah. right now. But if you're talking about the season as a whole, I think he's anywhere from eight, nine to no lower than like maybe 15. Yep. Uh, but still, That's you're exactly talking about a guy just turned 24 years old is a top 10, top 15 player. Uh, we, and remember, these guys, they, they normally don't peak until they get in their late 20s. So he's going to keep getting better for the next three or four years. And that's kind of scary. Yeah. If you're any, that's kind of scary. Yeah, but see, that's the thing about these lists, though. I, I feel like a lot of the time people, they, they differentiate between how the guy's doing right now at this moment and the overall body of work. What I mean by that is they'll even put last season's, you know, mixed with this year's. So that's where I think a lot of the other guys get the benefit of the doubt where that, that's where that doesn't fall for Jason Tatum. So I think that's what knocks them down a bit. But if we're talking about right now, overall in the NBA, like in, in just this season alone, I, I think he's top 10, no question. Now, depending on how the season ends, he could knock on that door top five, probably somewhere around that someone can make that case. But I, I, again, you look at this list, and you have to think that most of the people are probably incorporating a little bit of what happened last year's results along with what we saw throughout the first couple I of months. I think it's the whole season. Josue, he shot he shot 40-30. His splits were 40-31 for the first 45 games of the year. You know, I mean, his, 
it was a very inefficient. That's a that's that's a volume scorer on a bad team. Those guys don't get a lot of love. That's the worst kind of. That's the that's the player you don't want to be. The the guy who amasses stats but it doesn't lead to winning. Right. And you're doing it. But you're doing thing, it low, low efficiency. And he did it for forty right. something games. He got dinged for that more than anything. But I think yeah, no, that's definitely for that's definitely it. And you, I think he also got dinged for the fact that you know he has someone like Jalen Brown, and you're still a five hundred team, but turnaround i think has to erase that and obviously the Celtics team is not only a playoff team whereas we weren't quite sure if that was the case a couple of months ago but they're knocking on the top four right now you know depending on how this season ends and if that happens at the end of the season then i, I can't see anyone making a case for for Tatum being outside that top 10 window yeah um i'm kind of with you guys i think right now overall he's in that 10 to 15 range um i'm fine with you know, and again, it's it's in great company, by the way. We're talking Devin Booker. We're talking, um, you know, who are the other guys that were there on that trade? It was Young. Booker, Trey, and Donovan Mitchell Donovan is very Mitchell. much the class of people he's yeah, been like, lumped who's with. And Butler, and Butler, the, yeah. who's no, people put Butler above him, players. or at least this listed. Butler's right, always but been above because of the winning and because of the trans. But right. the thing Butler does for he's his team veteran. Tatum's from a, more a skill player. perspective, there's no question Tatum's better, but Butler does all of those things you've always wanted wanted Tatum to do, which is, you know, uh, be be more selfless, be a dog on defense, be all Goes about back the... to 2020. Like, yeah. He was even he was better then, but there's still something with Butler that overcame. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bob, Bobby, where did you go? Probably. Horford was on. No way. <laughs> no, he brought Horford on. He told him to come on. Horford was there and he came on. That did not happen. I think the chat, I think the show was messing with me. Jimmy told him that you had his jersey in the back, but he was like, Yeah, nah, I said, I I, I said we need to get Bobby's that? video up. And he was like, That's embarrassing. Is this guy, is this guy like, what does he do? And I was like, <laughs> he a diehard fan? He's, he's like, like, He's not a, he's like, he's not a journalist, is he? I was like, Actually, he's our beat guy. <laughs> Kylan always stumbles right. over his questions when you when you get on the Zoom. Oh yeah. Um, uh, no, we're kidding, Bobby. Al was not in the show. Well, no, I was still reeling there. That's why I hopped off again for missing Grant, and that would have been <laughs> that would have been uh, extra bad if I missed that. But it'll happen one day. Good job, Sherrod. That's that's the Sherrod effect right there. Yeah. Um, as far as Tatum goes. I, I, you're right. Like it's hard to pick. You think of the talent in the league. Guys, it's guys talking about the Michael Jordan comments. Those were fake, by the way. I, there's a few people in the chat talking about MJ's oh, comments. Say, which those, one you guys talked about that? <laughs> those didn't happen. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. We have to deal with that all the time. That was just crazy. That but... was a fake account, and it got retweeted <laughs> yeah. by a lot of people, but it didn't happen. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Bobby. People Sorry. ask me about that. There is such a clump of talent at the top, and you even think like 12, 11 ish. You you're like, oh, he's close to the top. When you think of what Giannis and Jokic and those kind of guys are doing night in and night out, it is a still a tall leap to the top for Tatum if he ever wants to get there to like MVP so status. Because we players. we talk about Tatum as possibly winning an MVP one day, right? And I'm like, how's that gonna happen when you see what these guys at the top of the top are doing? No knock on Tatum. It's like, how can you get up there? What Jokic well, is doing every night, like 40, 18, and fifteen. I mean, you can lead the league in scoring, Bob. You can lead the league in scoring for he a team. Could. Finals, and he does and right that's gonna put you there you know he's in the conversation already a league that's league what I, I thought tatum would be at 30 now you know what i mean is like he he's a guy with the offensive skill set even if he's distributing i just feel like he should fall into 24 on a bad night and be consistently up and over 30 i feel like he should be a 29 30 point guy 
year in, year out with his skill set. Like, it's weird where he disappears and goes into those cold stretches or is ineffective. Um, he should – so that's his next leap is all of a sudden he's the number one or two scorer every single year while also doing all of those other things that that that, that make you better on a team that's, you know, that's vying for a championship. That gets him in the conversation. Absolutely. And it's also about what you do when you're not scoring. And we've started to see him have some of those, I don't want to say Butler-esque nights, because Butler has some ridiculous nights where he just doesn't shoot and has like 10, 12 assists. I don't think Tatum's ever going to do that because it's just not who he is. But he does have nights where he starts to impact a lot of the other areas of the game where he's not scoring. Because everybody goes in a cold stretch of scores. You're not going to score 30 30 a game for a season unless you have like an Isaiah year or a you know, Durant scoring title year. There's very few, even for the best of the best scorers who just tear through the whole season. No, but a lot of the best scorers now have high assist numbers. And that's the thing is like, you're looking at Giannis is six. LeBron is obviously on a down year at six assists. DeRozan five, obviously Luca, who's more that's of a the disappearance point. of the point guard. You know, the Luka, best player who's just more of a point guard at nine. nine. Trey Young, who is a point guard, nine Morant, seven. And Tatum's got the lowest non Joel Embiid number here at 4.2. So, again, from the playmaking, you've got Jokic 8.1, Mitchell 5.4. So, most people in here are coming in here with a higher assist total than him already, which certainly works in their favor and those are the guys ahead of him in scoring they all also well so here here's the thing about this year it doesn't the volume this year and i've heard this argument made that like this year where everyone's been out everyone's been hurt everyone's had covid the volume of scoring is what really matters this year because availability is so important right so tatum right now on at the top of the league in terms of total points right up there with DeRozan and Embiid he's third so that's a statement right there and I know people in the chat are also talking about his points per game being pretty impressive too he is one of the best scorers in the league right now there's no doubt about it like he's very and his his defense is outrageous right now and that's that's what gives him the edge on Booker and Mitchell in particular I think he is a much better defender than those two yeah I'd agree do you know which point guard has the best individual defensive rating right now? If you, if Marcus you, Smart. If you care about this as a statistic, I don't. Marcus no. Smart. It will blow your mind. It's it's Luca. Wow. Yeah, that shows you how useless that stat is. <laughs> so anytime people start using these stats, you got to start thinking about the context. Number four is Curry, because he's yeah. playing for Golden State. It's a team stat. People have to, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway. Oh Go man, Luca versus it, people use it when it helps make your point. You know, we are about to watch Luca versus Tatum both at the top of their games on Sunday. Can't wait! Like, can't wait! Can't wait! This is what it's all about. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Tickets are but, uh, mad expensive for that game, by the way. As they should be. It's, like, it's <laughs> gonna be a whole game. They should be. I would. As they should be. I would jack the price of those tickets too for this game. I mean, I think I think like Tatum. minimum is like. Close to three hundred for the balcony or two fifty for the balcony. Wow. It's the opening act of the of the night, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, is that- you just look at the look at the bodies that Tatum is stacking up as far as guys that he's played yep. against and has outperformed. I mean, this is an impressive list. I mean, you're talking Joel Embiid, you're talking Kevin Durant. He went toe to toe with John Moran. Went toe to toe with with uh, you know the the defending uh, M- league MVP. You know Jokic. If he outperforms. Our good friend Luca. At what point do we need to start talking about Tatum as a potential league MVP candidate? At what point can we seriously have that conversation? Not that he's going to win it, but that he is in the conversation. I think he should be in the conversation well, now. The recent, but if he, yeah, there are some giants up there. I think, that's, there, I think that's the one. Sorry, Sherrod, it, I it think could that's happen. the test. That's the if. Yeah. 
Well, it de- and, and it also depends on just how deep that conversation goes. Like to me, if you're going to go eight, nine deep for that award, then he's in that conversation. If you're going to do like four or five, I don't think he's there yet. He's I, not. Uh, he's probably. I think the. I think the odds. Uh, the odds makers had him about eight right now, and you know who the okay. the five are. You know, with uh, Jokic, Embiid, yeah. Jokic, um, Embiid. Um, you know, Curry, DeRozan Booker, is in Curry. there now. Morant, and oh, DeRozan's DeRozan. up there, yeah. and 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 KD. Uh, DeRozan is in there. So there's a few people ahead of him for sure. But uh, there's a major recency. Yeah, I mean, Sherrod, you've voted before. I mean, on different things. There's a major recency bias when it comes to those awards. So if Tatum continues on, if you close the last 15, 20 games, 30 games on the tear that he's on now, you know, and uh, the Celtics end up as like the two seed, he's going to get votes. You know, it all yeah. depends how the season shakes out. I hate yeah. to say yeah. it. I hate to say Which it because to anyway. you love to say it. No, I don't it. love to say this because I am not a Nikola Jokic fan. But he won it. He's already won it. He's already won it. <laughs> I mean, there's no number two. What about Embiid? What? Yeah, I think Embiid's got it. No, got Embiid. Embiid's out of the race. Like, what Jokic is doing with no Murray, no Porter, they're 12 games over 500, and he puts up like 40, 15, and 10 every game. Uh, back to back sometimes, like we saw this week. He's exhausted me because I love the MVP argument. I love coming <laughs> up with new names. Me. I love to put Tatum in there. I can't do it. He I broke me this week. Well, he's not up there this week. Yeah, he's not. I don't, I don't think Tatum's top five. But I mean, look, if he, if this, depending on, again, it was how the stuff this record is at the end of the season and this matchup against, against Luca, I mean, I think he could definitely be at least mentioned as a top five guy. I, but if, and that would be impressive. At the end of the season, yeah, I'd be very impressed, though. If that, I, I think he's number five. If he's one of the nominees. I, I think the way things are trending, he'll be in the five. I, I, I do. Yeah. I, I do. I think it'll be Giannis, Embiid, Jokic, uh, and Tatum will be in there. And, I, you know, again, it's probably Steph. DeRozan. It's a wild card. I think he'll inch ahead of DeRozan. I think he'll inch ahead of Morant because of the way the Celtics are playing and because of the tear that he's on. You That's my belief. DeRozan's he's having a year and a half, though. He's yeah, awesome. But team, but, I, but, yeah, but the they're, they're I mean, they're sucking. Yeah, they've lost like five in a row. Yeah. Uh, lost so bad. This is all very lost. recent. Yeah, what we're talking about is very right. re- recent. So let's uh, right. let's back. let's talk about something that's not recent. Because the NBA, though, right? It's like, what have you done lately? I don't no, know. I know, but yeah. you know, that's MVP, what I mean. There's a recency bias, and, and the way Tatum's be, trending, right? Right. I want to have I want to have this conversation too tonight because Luca's on a tear too. Yeah. It was a big conversation on Twitter today. Our friend Matt Moore put it out there in terms of like who deserves the most credit for the Celtics defensive uh, dominance and who could possibly be in the defensive player of the year conversation on this team. Smart. We had we had a little bit of this conversation when it came to Rob, but Smart was like on smart fire today. Smart is the one. Of, smart is the one. You think smart so? I'm still a Rob he, guy. I don't even think it's a question. What well, really? is that team? He definitely makes the team this year after not making it last year. And in terms of getting that award, he's going to get some votes for that, I think. Look, yeah. look Rob, Rob, sure. may not, may, Rob may not even make all NBA defense. Smart will. Smart, Mar- Rob will not. Smart's, Smart's going to make Why? that team. Why? Yeah. This, this is going to There's be the best. so many. Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. There's so many good big men in there who are going to get it. And that's without Gobert, who's automatic first team. Rob does mm-hmm. not make the – Rob doesn't Rob doesn't make all any no. all defensive teams. He's not. There's, he's there's not too many good players there. Not yet. So let's yeah. say we had a name of the defensive player of the year from the Celtics. Even Marcus, it's tough. It's, it's are you smart. telling me? Are you telling me clearly? Because right now, so you're you think Smart? Get... You think Smart can win the defensive player of the year? 
I think he has the best chance of any Celtic to win mm. it, and this is the best year he will have at ever winning because there really is no clear, undeniable, this is the best defender in the league. When you talk about yeah. Gobert, you talk about Mobley, you talk, I mean, and either some wings, like Mikel Bridges and Phoenix is having a really good year defensively yeah. as well. There, But the thing is, there is no clear-cut front runner. There's well, about five or six guys who are all jumbled together, and Smart is should be in that conversation. I, from guards alone, yeah. I think you're always going to bring Holiday into the discussion. And Bridges gonna, hasn't made it before. This be your first gonna, time. I think you're going to bring Drew Holiday in there, and I think that he's an interesting one because he also he's he all he always gets the tough assignment in every right. single game. He has he guards the premium guy on the other team, so he's an interesting guard. I know Chris Paul is always going to get love among guards. Not there. this year. And uh, <laughs> not this year, obviously. So damn, Sharon, he's he's hard. No, you're right. He's hard. So, so Jimmy. Beyond no. that, I don't know who the usual suspects are. You know, like I think Marcus is an automatic for. Right. I think Marcus is an automatic for first team. You know, yeah, you I don't have so. a Kawhi Leonard. You don't have a Paul George. Which those those right. guys are going to be in. The, are so always in there right. again. They're and they're not going to be there this time. That's why I'm saying this is the best opportunity he's ever no going to have at winning that award. No Draymond, right? So, like yeah. I said, we just named it like would have been Draymond in a walk, but him we just named right. like the lock players that have been. Yeah, we just yeah. yeah, we basically named the, the the four of the top five or six guys are going to be in that conversation every year who are not going to be there. So right. that's four slots. You can't tell me that Marcus doesn't deserve. And there isn't that dominant big man performance this year. I know. No, everybody loves exactly. Rudy, and the and the and the metrics are there. I don't mm-hmm. think he's having that same defensive domination he had last year. So now all of the bigs, it's kind of a cluster, you know. There, so I think Mark Smart has, has a chance to answer the question: Who deserves the credit for the defensive dominance? I'm giving it to Ime um, because it, def- it it's a it's a team concept, and I think the mm-hmm. biggest thing that happened was that move from Rob. Uh, away from the away from the big man and out to the perimeter, so he could kind of play that free safety role that unlocked the defense. Then it was buy in from everybody else that was playing one night on, one night off. I'm gonna if we're gonna drag a coach for lack of effort, which I think is sometimes not the right thing to do. When everyone all of a sudden decides to pick it up, something happened there. So you know he got him there. He got both strategically and motivationally. I'm giving Ime a ton of credit for the defensive turnaround. Well, I think so he's yeah, got the top guys. The I think I think he got the top I guys should. to commit to. I think he should get some votes. I don't I don't know if he should win in the award, but I think he should definitely get some votes well, for coaching. Well, always in there. This way. I mean, yeah. And the, the thing about Ime this year is that not only has he been able to get this team headed in the right direction, but he's doing things that we've seen Tatum do on a basketball court as far as historically putting yourself in position among the all-time greats. That nine-game winning streak, that was the longest winning streak ever by a first-time coach and the longest winning streak by a Celtic coach overall in their first year since Casey Jones did it over 30 years ago. So when you are in company of a Bill Russell from a coaching standpoint, Casey Jones, you know, those all-time greats, Hall of Famers, and you're doing that right out the gate? You can't it's a tell lot of competition that you should be. There. Yes, mm-hmm. and so you, the fact that Ime has put himself in position to be in terms of success in his first year with some of the all-time greats who've come through this Celtics lineage as coaches, that at a minimum puts you in a conversation because you and the fact that your team is trending in the right direction, and if we're being honest and real about it, is there another team in the Eastern Conference over the last two, three weeks that's playing better than the Celtics? I don't think so. Because no, they're not, not just last two months, yeah. Yeah, right. they're not just beating bad teams. They're they're. I mean, they went into Philly and won by damn near thirty points. 
Joel Embiid didn't score a bucket until the second quarter. He sure played Ja Morant toe-to-toe. He is outperformed Kevin Durant, who was healthy. That was a healthy Kevin Durant that we saw, and he yeah. still outplayed him. And, and, and so when you start looking at the body of work that E-Man has done and tells putting guys in positions to be, as we, we should have a drink again, best version of themselves, drink up. <laughs> That's why he was hired. He just had to that, say that in the interview, and he was hired. Exactly. exactly. So, I mean, he's he's done what you're supposed to do. Coach, I love everything. I he love walked into that press conference, and he told Brad exactly what he did wrong and what he's going to do different. And we were like, <laughs> okay. 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 You know, <laughs> it just took it, but then it didn't happen. And naturally, people are like, maybe his voice isn't ringing out in there. So I understand the concern because right. you have a plan and it's great. We knew it was. Everyone's death. got a plan until they get punched in the face, right? You know, so oh, like yeah. you, you start the season and after 40 games, they're like, they're not doing any of the stuff I want. And then you start to wonder like, oh, it's much harder than I thought. So the fact that one, we can acknowledge how hard it was to get people on board with you when you're coming in and you're a new voice. And two, then to watch it happen is pretty remarkable. Yeah, and you have to be right. pretty close to see it. He's been right. confident just, the whole way. Right. He's he's never flinched as far as what his goals and objectives are. Even when everyone was telling him, this isn't going to work, this isn't going to work, he's just like, I don't give an F what you think. I, this is what I do, and this he's is what so they're going to do. confident. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I think... go ahead, Jeff Sway. No, I was going to say, I think that's what resonates with the players, specifically. Like, man, like this dude, you got, you know, cojones, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, and it's like, we – we haven't seen that. We've been with Brad the last three, four years. And look, that's not a knock on Brad. It's just a different coaching style. And I think that it was one that uh, the, they, they were just stopped listening to, so, you know, and well, point blank. And after that, they needed a change. And, and this is someone that they believed in. And you could see that now in the result. Every, every coach can take teams to a certain level. And typically to get to that next, next level, you may have to go out and get a new coach. I mean, we saw that in I mean, Philadelphia. That was their thinking. Brett Brown could only take that crew so far. Uh, Brad Stevens did a lot of great things, but he couldn't get them over that hump, which is getting in it, winning an NBA title. Uh, it's going to be a long time before people forget about that Game 7 collapse to Cleveland, uh, mm. which with a trip to the finals on the line. Uh, it's, it's amazing how had they won that game, how the trajectory of so many careers, so many oh, lives, man. including this organization, completely Brad would probably still be coaching his team right now. Roger oh, might yes. still be here. Roger <laughs> might still be here. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. The, the, you just know, but but Roger in the finals, say, man. That would yeah, be but Ime <laughs> has come in and he has put his stamp on this team, and it did not look pretty at first. But his whole thing was, this is a seed that I'm planting, and it's going to grow. And this may not grow the way you wanted to, or how quickly you wanted to, but damn it, it's going to grow, and we're going to start winning some games. And that's exactly what they're doing now. Yeah, uh, Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy, what? Hi, Jimmy. Say yeah. something. I'm listening. I'm tell T. people. How about this? Tell people to join our Discord server, Jimmy. Yeah, and the, I mean, Discord is great. And then take great. the conversation from there. Discord is great. We've been we've been talking about it for a couple of weeks now, and we've got a pretty big following. I don't know where the numbers at right now, but I know it's it's we're like it's we're over six hundred. No, it's yeah. way over. It's it's closer yeah. to eight hundred now. Yeah, anyway. that was last we're closing time. in on a thousand. Yeah. We're closing in on a thousand. That was weeks ago, Bobby. I see hmm. I see some familiar faces or some familiar names in here that I see in the Discord, which is very cool. And, um, you know, it's a fun place to just chat Celtics. I'm sure it was kind of popping off during the game tonight with Tim doing his thing. And, um, you know, it's going to be a fun um, – going to be kind of a fun weekend, on, especially on Sunday with KG coming to town. So I'm, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of chatter. And uh, it's a good place to go to just shoot the shit with with fellow Celtics fans. And, and, and a lot of times we pop in there. We've done some audio um, sessions in there with, with fans. And 
with Celtics fans. And it's, um, it's fun. You know, if, if you guys are screaming in the chat here, but you actually want to literally scream, uh, <laughs> you, you can do that on discord. I mean, obviously, uh, there's a ton of people you're doing both right now, but yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, so it's cool. You know who you are. Um, that's, that's what I will say on discord. So yeah, clnsmedia.com slash discord. That is the, uh, the easy link to get to it. It's invite only people. This is invite only. If you don't, if you don't in the sign club, up Discord, the Grant Williams club, we, we're actually, we're talking about yeah. capping it. We're talking about capping the Discord. There's some, there's some internal rumblings about capping the Discord, kind of like Bitcoin. You know, if you don't get that Bitcoin, eventually there's a finite amount. So you want to yeah. get in on Bitcoin. You want to get in on Discord before we shut the doors. We don't know what that number it, is, but there's rumors that there's going to be a cap to it. It doesn't matter if you have a job or a computer or anything nope. just join discord and i'm telling you there's a lot of people in there and again it's it's pretty cool i love just popping in and seeing like just people going at it you know like man what's also amazing is it's really not contentious at all it's a really uh yeah, good fun. space for people to just have dialogue people are getting along even if they're disagreeing it's not like nasty rhetoric here so if you want to go and just kind of chat ball it's an awesome it's an awesome location pop in there at any point in time see who's in there just kind We're of in that way into the night bobby no bobby memes are hours. great that's yeah. true that's, that's the good thing at discord you know you can just pop on there at any any hour any time so yeah clnsmedia.com slash discord celtics all access channel go in there into celtics general chat that's where we are we're usually just talking there but there's a bunch of other places you can go see some announcements and other things like that related to our company clns media um but again just go in there chat it up have fun we'll probably pop in after the game uh and see what the conversation is here you guys want to go in there talk about tatum and is he a top 10 player right now is he in the discussion it doesn't matter if he's top 10 now he's 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 officially circled the calendar. The Celtics are coming to town with Jason Tatum. That's where he is after today. Yeah, Jimmy, you want a? Uh, oh, I feel you want to you want to bite at the Isaiah apple. I don't think we talked about that tonight. Yeah, I mean, listen. Yeah, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think it would have been a much much better look for the Celtics if they had brought Isaiah Thomas on, and not as a charity case. Listen, I still firmly believe Isaiah Thomas can play in this league. He's shown it. Listen, is he Isaiah Thomas from five years ago? No, and that's not what they need. And he pretty much said exactly that. You know, I'm not the player I was prior to being traded. I know that. Everyone knows that. But I can still help, whether it's on the court, whether it's off the court. We're all looking at the Silics now, and there. everything's fine and dandy over the last couple of months. Let's not forget, this team was abysmal earlier this season. They were borderline unwatchable, bad attitudes. Same with last season. You can't tell me that a guy like Isaiah Thomas couldn't have at least helped the locker room, provided some leadership got the fans a little bit more engaged or interested, and just been an ambassador to the team. Don't forget, the Celtics, there was a point, like, at the end of last season where I was like, is there a single player in the NBA that even wants to play in Boston? There was. There was one guy, Isaiah Thomas, but the, but the team pretty much just shut him out completely. A guy that was begging to come back. I mean, geez, it was kind of actually kind of sad listening to that press conference yesterday. It kind of felt like my girlfriend dumped me, and, uh, you know, I'm crawling so back sad. for it. It was she doesn't sad. Even, doesn't want to even pick up the phone. So, I mean, it was pretty sad. I mean, and people are saying, get over it. I'm over it. I'm just saying, I think that there was definitely an opportunity for the Celtics. That's to the have point, Jimmy. This guy back. And there, we don't know. Was. What, we don't know what would have happened. You know, maybe he does yeah. rekindle the flame and maybe he does find a, a, a nice role on this team. 
Bobby and I, uh, uh, Bobby and I talked about it a bit. Sherrod, I, I was curious your thoughts on Joe Sway's because uh, Bobby and I did a did a video yesterday, a little garden report yeah. insert about the Isaiah, Isaiah comments and kind of gave our take. But Sherrod, Joe Sway, what do you guys think? Uh, Honestly, should they have I from just... a basketball perspective and or a personal perspective, like owing it to the guy? Do they owe him something? I don't think they. Here's the thing about this I think they owe situation. Him. I think so. Too. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that, Jimmy. But then, how how does that end? They trade him again. They let uh, him go again. I'll, I'll tell you, you this whole. I'll tell you, you how. do this whole. You do this whole thing all over again. Like I just don't know if Brad Stevens had it in his heart to do that. You know, sure it would have been great. Sure, it would, fans would have loved it. But then, what, was he going to retire or something? Like I, I just don't know, especially with the way the point guard situation is right now, uh, where he sort of fits. And even though if he's not getting, even though even if there isn't, you know, minutes allocated for him. And for him to sit on the bench, yeah, it would have been a great story, but I just don't see it as like a, a big a miss for the Celtics right now. I, I don't. See, I think I think it was a huge miss, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why. When you are talking about building this thing they like to call culture, okay? Yes. You keep guys like Isaiah Thomas around. Look at the Miami Heat. Do you honestly think Udonza Haslam is going to help them win a game this year? Hell no. <laughs> He, he's literally right. on their roster for symbolism. The fact is he is an example of what their culture is about, why they are a team that no matter where they're seated, no matter who's healthy, who's hurt, you know what you're dealing with. That's their culture. Okay. Isaiah Thomas, when he was with the Celtics, okay, now from a purely basketball standpoint, if that's all you're judging this on, then no, you don't bring him yeah. back. But you know well as I do that he brought more to the game than basketball. He was able to deal, forget about dealing with, with difficult pressure, he dealt with unimaginable pain and mm-hmm. elevated his play on a level that we have not seen before or since, those of us in this, in, on this call. Now, does that warrant you getting a, a, a contract with the team? No, Is it? but would it be the right thing to do to reward that? And remember the other thing too, he didn't just play hurt, he played hurt to the point where now he it's taken both physically and mentally he played yes and there's very few players you can say that about and actually be confident that anyone you say that to will not question it he gave them everything he had and to me the idea of giving him a 10-day contract I don't see why that's a bad thing, particularly when, and, and yeah. here's the other thing too, and this will be the last point I make on this. Let's not pretend as if the, the position that he plays was one that you were deep at. You had, cause right. Right. Cause exactly. But I just, you, I get, you I, got I a second year player who is not, who is starting to play better, but a second year player who's unproven when the game matters most, which is the playoffs. I would love to have a guy that I had in an, in, in case of an emergency, like Isaiah. Or at least pushing him, right, Sharon? Yeah, but see, exactly. I thought that was something that they should have did a couple of months ago, or at least a month ago, you know? I agree. Maybe instead of the Joe Johnson yeah, 10, 10 days, it should have went to Isaiah. Well, or even before think about the it, though. turnaround, you know? Think about it. You're pressure, down, to show you're down. To, to show that backcourt, this is hard. This is, you know, obviously a guy who's been through yeah, it, just to kind of get these there's guys There's no going. doubt, but you're down bodies, and you're having a difficult time getting people to buy in to a really hard-nosed defensive system that you have. You already have Dennis Schroeder occupying backup point guard minutes, and he's not really a fit with what you're trying to do. He was a Band-Aid, plug-and-play sort of guy that was the best that they could do because they had uh, financial restrictions. You're going to add IT to that mix as well, and you're really trying to accomplish something, and IT takes you further from that goal. But did that Joe was, Johnson that help? Was, That's wait, the point Joe Swain that was er- But that was early in the year, plus the sideshow distraction. Now... 
anytime now that when they when their roster went down to 10 and they have five open spots and everyone's yes. saying do it everyone's right. saying do it again right. but now things are going well do you want to bring in something that could disrupt the mojo no. here well, so, I, well I th- yeah that ship is sailed yeah. That ship is yeah. I think we but all agree point, on that. That's, that's what I was, year, that's what I was, they were dealing with their own with problems, yeah. and that right was now. why adding IT to it might have been another. That's right. the thinking I have. I, I don't know if I agree. Yeah. I'm just saying I get I get it. I think it was back in January. He was uh, Brad Stevens was doing his weekly conversation on 985 The Sports Hub, and he said that, that he mentioned Isaiah as a guy who was, who was quote-unquote on their radar, and I, I thought that was that was where he should be. That was something that they could have they could have done or should have done, but obviously looking back on it now, the way they're doing it, the way they're performing now, you don't say, "Oh man, like that could have changed everything." Clearly, so it worked know, out for them. You know what? And we we talk a lot about like how it would impact the room and you know expectations and those kind of things. And Jimmy's been banging this drum for a while. I didn't necessarily agree. What changed my mind is the way the players on this team right now are talking about him. Tatum, who didn't even play with them tonight, was just you know, pouring respect over him, talking about how amazed he was watching him in college. Smart, a couple months ago, maybe just a month and a half ago, said he advocated. He went to the front office and said, bring this guy back. And Horford, same deal. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, "Oh, this guy was a big That's reason it. I got to Boston." It's and weird, then, right? Not only that, That's he recruited weird. Hayward to Boston, and Hayward's talking right. about like he was a big reason I came to Boston. This is why they and Al, him. he recruited yeah. Al to Boston. And, and, who, was, and, and, and who was the in, biggest? In, who was the biggest Celtics? Who was the biggest Celtics free agent before Al? You know, like yeah, that exactly. was huge for this and organization. He, he had Durant on their radar. Amir too, Johnson. So- and let's also not forget this. When when Danny Ainge traded Isaiah Thomas. That's my guy. I when love Danny Ainge traded Isaiah Thomas, like the league kind of took notice and was like, yes. that's, messed, that's messed up. You've got to like, close that like, book. That was a bad like look for the Celtics organization. Like that there's something. Yo, they to be gave said Amir a little bag too. Like, and that like, resonated, he, Jimmy. My Amir didn't still get a bag, but he got a little bag. He got a little totally. bag. He got, yeah, exactly. Oh, he got a bag. He got like a $21 million <laughs> bag. I like you guys even talking about. What were you talking about? Amir Johnson. Johnson. Amir Johnson. Okay. I love Amir Johnson. I love it. I remember I, I, at the time I was at CLNS and I wrote a column about, I was like, because everyone was excited about what the Celtics might do in free agency that year. And it ended up being with Amir. And I wrote a really snarky column. And then Rich Levine, who was there at the time, uh, you know, kind of came back over the top of the retort. And he was nice about it. He didn't like shred me, but it was, he put a different perspective on it. At CSN at the time, yeah. Right. I, I remember just, I was like, everyone was like, oh, Amir, that's going to be good. And I was like, oh, man, you know, like. But that's, that, that's the caliber of free agent you were getting. Even when you had money, you'd watch everybody go away. Al was a huge deal. You can't overstate what the arrival of Al meant for the franchise. Amir turning that, into Al was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> just such a massive gap. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that year. But that's why you owe to, him. To, to he changed the culture. To piggyback on the Demir conversation, though, that year was when Al changed, reformed his offense and started implementing the three-point shot. And that's what really got him on the Celtics' radar that offseason, or at least yeah. leading into that offseason. But, yeah. 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 Um, what a, well, I want to ask another question. Was. People in the chat have been talking about a Jalen Brown, uh, uh, Peyton Pritchard situation, which I missed. Was there a moment that Jalen got mad at Pritchard tonight because he didn't give him a ball? Yeah, I read or something? that in the comments, but I didn't. I didn't see it in the game. Huh? I didn't see I it in the it. game either. Nobody. Yeah. No. I didn't see it. It Good might eye, have been. Fans. I remember people tweeting it to me after uh, he was. He took that long three, so that might have been I'll, the possession. I'll go back and watch. Uh, but they said, you know, 
he, we went at him a little bit, and then Pritchard left the game. So I'll go back and check it out, too. I was just yeah, curious if you guys too. saw it. I didn't see it, no. And I, I did see a couple of people mention it off the top. Pritchard's but we didn't see Jalen at all in the fourth, I, either. But where did Jalen go? Why wasn't he in the closing yeah, lineup? You were asking that in the group in the group chat. Drone. Yeah, you may have been touched on that. I was in on. He did come he in. He did come in in the last ninety seconds or so, or two minutes. But he wasn't there with the five at the five six minute mark, and it was a uh, you know uh, I was just surprised by that. Yeah, that would have been a good one for Ime post game because I noticed that too. Um, I don't know. Maybe they I, felt I, I, like they were yeah. up enough and it's like, you know, he's still kind of coming back from stuff. No, they had Tatum's in there. They had a closing line. I know, but Tatum it was, was just hot. he wasn't in yeah. there. I don't know. Maybe minutes Jaylen, management could be. I mean, Jalen, well, Jalen played like about six minutes. He played half of the fourth quarter. Uh, so. Yeah, it, maybe it was just how they did their rotations because at the end of the day, he had, 36, he had 36 minutes, you know? Yeah, yeah. well, Derek White was on the floor. Derek White played a good chunk of the fourth quarter. So that, that may have been part of why. Not, we didn't see Jalen as much, and Derek they were plus eight with Derek White on the floor in a four. So he was I liked great that tonight. May had, that may have had something to do. And Grant played damn near the entire. If we played, in fact, Grant and Tatum played all but a minute five. Yeah, sixty-five seconds of the fourth quarter. Rob so. foul trouble messed up their rotations, um, right. and that's right. why that's why went because you tried Tice for a little bit, and they were like, nope. Um, right. you know, it was not going well. Tonight was uh, one of those Rob games for sure. He was just out of the game from the start. With I felt trouble. he didn't get a he didn't get a he didn't have a great whistle. Um, that fifth and, one wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, no. uh, you know, but he still had a double double. 11 points, 11 boards. Well, White was great in a Too couple low. moments where things got really tense and um, the you know the offense had broken down and the ball was in his hands and he could have done a weird wild scramble and you know try to jack a three that had no chance of going in. And he split some defenders, made a really nice pass down low, I think, mm-hmm. to Tice, who got fouled or something. Um, just a couple times or swung at one time. You had that great possession as well that ended with a grant three. So there was just a couple of times where I thought White brought like a great level of calm um and just the opposite of Jalen yeah (laughs) I mean Jalen was a mess on the ball tonight I got worried during this game just to kind of take it back to the game before we get out of here this game like started going at like a race car pace and I was like oh geez this is Charlotte's pace I don't know if the Celtics can handle this and like white smart those guys put them in full control with Horford throwing the alley-oop to Tatum they started playing a terrific uh, transition game that almost surpassed Charlotte's I thought and eventually did as we saw in the end, race pass there. So that was really impressive, the way that the Celtics can morph to different styles of games. We obviously saw that in the Nets game, too. Did this ever look like a shootout team, a team that could win a shootout? And they've done it these last two. Well, well, the, you know, the one thing they're doing that I think is, is really cool to see is that when a certain part of the game that they're trying to do offensively isn't working, they don't seem to be trying to hammer it in if it's not working. Like, they missed the first eight or nine three-point shots. And then all of a sudden, you saw Tatum being much more aggressive getting to the rim. You saw Derek White attacking. Mm-hmm. And they they didn't do that earlier this year. It's like, when they were missing threes, damn it, we're going to keep shooting till we start making some threes. And once they started making layups and getting to the rim, then they look for the three-point shot. Now, all of a sudden, the rim is a little bit bigger. Now, all of a sudden, those shots are going down. Uh, this was a weird game for Tatum because he had 44 points. And he missed a lot of early threes, and yet he shot 16 for 24 from the field. Oh, he was uh, most locked of in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but they shot – I mean, they shot 60% from two, you know, in this game. Right. So, I mean, they, they not only they got downhill, they were successful. I mean, most of that right. stuff was, was at the rim as opposed to, you know, that wasn't a lot of mid-range action there. They just attacked. And, again, Bobby, you might not have been on when we talked about it, but it was – yeah, we did. We talked about – 
they've played games like this against teams that don't have really, you know, a dominating, uh, you know, presence down low that's going to be a deterrent, and they've settled. And tonight, as Sherrod said, to their credit, they're like, what are we shooting these threes for? Like, get downhill, man. And they did, and it changed, it changed, the, uh, changed the game. And our guest of the show, he had a plus 22 out there, Mr. Grant Williams. Bobby, oh, that's right. Bobby wasn't here for here. That's, that's right. Um, that's going to be a huge regret <laughs> for the rest of my life. We will let you live that one down, Bob. <laughs> Josue. No, Grant was good, though. <laughs> Go ahead, Josue. Josue's got the – I think he was uh, muted. Cut mic. Someone cut his mic. Nope. It's, it's no, alive. Let's just – just having Josue is enough right now. Let's not press it. Um, you know. <laughs> I just, just couldn't be, hear. We can't. We can't hear you. You're not. You're not really there. Okay. <laughs> you're uh, just a figment. We're gonna it's wrap. A hologram. Right, let's wrap. It's a just a hologram. Before we're gonna we wrap. Him, we've done before a bit. we actually lose him, let's wrap. Yeah, we've had. We've had. Uh, we got. We got. We're back Friday, and then it's KG uh, day on Sunday. We will have a little bit of a rollout with some stuff coming out throughout the week on nice. Kevin Garnett's career, and um, we might do a pregame show leading into the Kevin Garnett stuff with some of the guys down at the Garden. Um, just kind of, you know, talking about it. Uh, and then we'll do a post and we'll do all of hey, that stuff. Let's, <laughs> let's not, hey, John, let's not overlook this playoff series we have going on with Detroit right here. Like four games in a month, battles each I time. I love Detroit games now. Oh, they've been to. so fun. And Shroud was right. He, he's he been more pumped than anyone this year to see Detroit. And now you, Jimmy, Jimmy likes him too. Jimmy, you're a big Detroit fan. It's going to be fun I, on Friday. I said this to you guys on the show a couple of shows couple shows ago when they when they playing Detroit, I was like, this is not a last place Detroit team anymore. They're a young team. So they are going to lose a bunch of games at the start of the season because they're young, but they're talented players on that team that are getting more acclimated with the game. And now you're starting to see it. I forget how many wins they've ripped off. Bobby, you sent the stat earlier, but they're they're tough out for not just the Celtics, for a lot of teams right now. Yeah. I think they ended yeah. up winning tonight. So No, they did. They, but no, they battled they hard lost. with Chicago. They lost. Yeah. But they play hard, and they're and they're and they're young, athletic, and they're gonna give you problems if you if you don't show up. So that's yeah. that. We will enjoy that one. Yeah. So they that's good. I mean, and they're this stretch that they're on here where they've won a bit, actually starting with that Celtics win. They had lost a ton before. I think they came into that game on like a seven or eight game losing streak. So yeah, the last ten games have been pretty good uh, and competitive in all of them, um, including you know. Mm-hmm. kind of one-on-one with the Celtics, but both of those were pretty tight games. But, yeah. um, you know, they beat in the Hawks. They went toe-to-toe with the Bulls. They beat the Raptors, um, you know, beat the Hornets. So they've been – they beat the Cavs. They beat been, the Celtics. Yeah, and started with the Celtics, this little run yeah. that they're on. So that'll be fun. We have that on Friday, uh, KG Day Sunday. So we got a lot more stuff to talk about. Um, Sherrod is in Charlotte right now, but he is headed home. Um uh, and uh, yeah. you know, special special thanks to Grant Williams as well. Yeah, shout out Grant Williams. Thanks for coming on. First first uh, official guest this season. Yeah, it feels like I heard a beep. Like Josue wants to be here to end it. I yeah, I, I think he does. I, I'm sure I'd say goodbye. Good night. Good night. Oh, there's Josue. Josue, wave. We're saying bye. I'm out, y'all. <laughs> there it is. Josue's out for the tenth time. Everybody, he's out again. Later, later all.